Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. I guess I'm a broken record because I gotta say the same thing over again. There's an audio problem with this episode. Sergio's mic, or word, uh, his mic was on the wrong one again. It was back onto his laptop mic instead of his headset. As such, there's going to be background noise. My apologies. And something that we haven't really encountered before, this episode is a unique episode in that there's going to be a little bit of growing pains. All the players are new to role-playing, and so I've kind of held their hand a little bit up to this point. And now I'm beginning to let go a little bit, not present everything right in front of them what to do, and let them kind of choose and forge their own way. As such, you will definitely hear and feel them kind of grasping and figuring out how to do this. It'll be noticeable on how there's a little bit of indecision going on. But this is natural and necessary for good role-playing in the future. Everyone will look back at this and say, oh man, I can't believe I was at this point, look where we've gotten now. In addition, our players try to work out some plot points and hit some brick walls. All in all, this will make for a bit of a slower episode than we may be used to seeing. Aside from that, I hope you enjoy today's program. Last time on Trailblazers, after being trounced by a criminal from the north, Oroku Saki, the players have joined Phoenix on their quest to learn more about the vampires they came across at the beginning of their adventure. Coming across a jackal, the party learned of a sanctuary for lycanthropes and vampires, and are preparing to travel there with the expectation to travel west after that and seek out the Ring of Wishes that might be David's best hope of returning home. What does Sanctuary have in store for our players? Will Phoenix ever let anyone call him friend? Find out this week on Trailblazers. So, we are picking up ourselves. We are at, not Vanity Fair, Scarborough Fair. <laughs> and oh, right. we all went around and said, oh, I want to get these things. Uh, what do you guys want? Well, I totally forgot and didn't look at that list once. Um, that's dumb. <laughs> I didn't get anything. I have a little list. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, Dom? Just the shopping list. Um, I would like Tyrant's Friend and Ring of Sacred Mistletoe. Yep, sure, done. Bought. Okay. I got and... the Ring of Invincibility. Oh man, that's, that's you have you, you're missing it by one gold. Sorry, it was only two gold pieces. Josh, what do you want? <laughs> you, I will let you buy the headband if you focus. I will let you get the amulet of hidden strength. I will let you get the monk's robe. Okay. I will let you get the slayer's robe. Be very careful. Uh, just make sure you know what you're getting into. Read all about the gas- gaseous form spell. Gotcha. So you don't think you can do something that you can't. Because <laughs> I know you and you just read the title and you're like, oh, that must mean all these things. <laughs> no, it tells you what it means. Read the description. Uh, that is true. That is true. If I will, If I think I can bend the rules and will. Word, would you want? Um, nothing. You didn't want anything. So you didn't anything look at what you're telling me. Saw that anything that looked even remotely cool was just way overpriced. So you don't want to spend all that money on anything. Very well. I'm sure there will be other things in the future. Well, no, because I literally gave you the list of everything. So there will not be no, other, other more. times to there will not be more than that because that is everything. Uh, David, you did talk about wanting to reach yeah. your gun. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to do was enchant my other two weapons, just like I have a dragon's bane. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to enchant the other two guns against other creatures. Sure. I wanted to do the musket against 
uh, undead. And then I was asking if if the revolver can be against evil, just like a smite evil is. Like if something is evil, so then I can have my boy Thaddeus sense evil, and then I can shoot it with my evil. Gun. My boy. Uh, yeah, revolver. I agree. We have to start using uh, detect evil. Revolver. So if I can't enchant the weapons, that's really all I was interested in. You know my feelings about magical things. <laughs> I don't use what? magic. There's a couple things. Okay. You could get it enchanted, I think, much like your versus dragon. Mm-hmm. Or you can make it holy. And if you make it holy, it does an extra 2d6 points of damage against all of evil alignment. Not just undead, but anyone who's evil. In any way. In any way. That's all I wanted to do. And if anyone who's evil tries to wield it, like takes it from you, they get one negative level. Okay. So would you like that? Yes. Cost you 8,000. Done. Um, as for your musket, what do you want it to do? Well, now that I just did that, we already have dragons and anything evil. Nothing. I just spent a lot of money. Let's just keep it like that. Keep it like it is. All right. Then we are all set. What did you buy, Josh? I bought the monk's robe. All right. Is everyone happy with what they bought? Are we good with that? Yes. Yes. Uh, Sergio and David to look up if there's anything else you want. But uh, that'll be it. After that, you'll have to go back to Scarborough Fair. So at this point, um, you guys all agree that you're going to go sleep and uh, go tomorrow. And yet you're going to sleep all down in that dungeon-type area where you first started off this campaign. So as you start, um, Phoenix says to you, um, why don't you go out to the town and buy us all some food and supplies? I will stay yeah. here with the lycanthrope. Okay. I volunteer. I'll go up to the town and buy some food. All right. You're going. Anyone else want to go with them? Where's he going? To town just to buy food? Yeah, you're already kind of in the town, but he's going outside to go to some shops and buy stuff. Gotcha. No, I'll um, stay. They're cool. Okay, then I'll stay around here. Sergio, I need you to start playing your sax. Always with the sax. Dude, it's, it's awesome. It smells kind of funny, though. I think I need to, uh, I think yeah. I need to take it to uh, the cleaner. Yeah, you sax. Well, you know, instrument shop you always want to have a safe sax. Sexy sex. I was speaking of uh, sex and a sax and all that. Eric, uh, Eric Sax, Rokusaki, are we like, are we arch nemeses since we have a similar thing with the sax? I don't know. <laughs> He's a sax man, I'm a sax man, come on. It's got to be some kind of relation here. There's so much sax going on here, guys. His name was not it's, Roku it's, Saxophone. It's, it's really, it's it really awesome. unsafe sax. Oh, Eric Sax, it's just the English version of his name, yeah, yeah. Oh, Angle all right. So you food. guys go and buy food. What do you buy? We buy the hell out of that food. What do you buy? Soaps. Oh, uh, by the way, since so it traveled the month, everyone minus hundred gold. But wait, Caleb, we put money in the bank. Yes. And I purposely put in just enough that the interest is the tax. Can't that just go to that? Sure. That's how I did it in my mind. Great. Yeah. So I just gain no interest. It just pays my tax. That's fine. Just remember that for me, okay? You yep. keep track of your own bank. Oh, okay, Ooh. so we'll buy some veggies, root vegetables, we're going to buy some... Uh, right, some since you don't have money, Sergio, you're, you're fronting all this for him. Just doing what now? You're <laughs> fronting the money for all the food. It's fine, it's covered in your tax. Okay. This is just for, you know, roleplay purposes. Thanks, Serge. Appreciate it. Uh, we're buying some root vegetables, some potatoes, sweet potatoes, um, parsnips, carrots. We're going to buy some beef, we're going to buy some... And Caleb immediately regrets asking what you buy. <laughs> We're gonna buy the vegetables would have been just well, fine. Some dried meat, like some some uh, jerky and stuff like that. So, 
That's what we buy. Great. While you guys are under there, uh, I'll get a pack of Skittles. Okay, great. Taste the rainbow. He goes to rainbow. He he. Uh, Thaddeus draws his sword, <laughs> slices it, and Skittles pour out. And you cup your hands, and you got some Skittles. Um, and my sword now has a new function called. You go. Rainbow why is there always more yellow and green Skittles? I hate this. Um, Skittle slate. David and um, Thaddeus and David, when you are down there, the entire time Phoenix just kind of is keeping an eye on the um, lycanthrope, and the lycanthrope saying, uh, <laughs> "You guys don't really have to lock me up now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're kind of friends now, right? I'm going to take you to a place. You're going to go to a place. Everyone's going to be happy." And Phoenix does not respond. He just kind of stares at him. He goes, come on, guys, you're not making me, you're not really fostering a cooperative mood here. <laughs> Listen, I tried to bite you, you tried to cut my head off, I think we're even. I just say, he's your prisoner, Phoenix, do what you, whatever you feel is appropriate. You, you should tell him about the blood golem. <laughs> I'm not telling Phoenix anything. <laughs> no, not Phoenix, the lycanthrope. <laughs> uh, eventually, they return with their fruits and dried meats. Vegetables and dried meats. Fruit. Phoenix grabs an apple, and that's it. If you bought an apple, did you buy an apple? No. No. Right, he boy, what does he grab his vegetable like? He I eats ate. a potato raw, hardcore. Just grabs it and starts munching on it. Ooh. That's the kind of guy he is. That dude knows around, man. Knows what he knows what he wants. That's true. What do you guys do? Um. Well, one, I kind of look at him weird because he just ate a raw potato. Where are we going? Let's let's go to wherever we're gonna go. Let's do that. Are we going to some weird vampire sanctuary or something? Tomorrow, yes. Going to a mausoleum. Oh, tomorrow! It's still the night. Yeah, he just went out and got food. That didn't take like five years. I thought that was the morning that they did that. No, no, no. no. This is happening at night. Oh, well, I guess we make a nice, delicious dinner. Yeah, dude. We'll make a soup consisting of fruit and dr- uh, vegetables and dried meat. No, I didn't, I didn't just buy dried meat. I bought fresh meat. And plus, we can make a broth out of it. We can have those vegetables in. We can have a nice little stew. It's going to be right. awesome. You make stew. a great stew. Thank Actually, you. roll a d20. If you have cooking, <laughs> you can add that. Don't so start. <laughs> Hold on. I roll initiative for who gets to cook it. I wrote a 20. Oh, guys. Some guys no, no, no. Just Josh. I rolled a 6. Oh, eight's a terrible stew. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You guys are choking it down. Matter of fact, I think Phoenix is raw potato. He's like happy he just ate the potato raw. <laughs> roll that that wow. Sorry, guys. <laughs> are you? He looks at you are and you goes, sorry? What? He looks at you and goes, what have you been eating your whole life? He doesn't remember. Tell me it's not yeah, this. I don't really remember. He has a fake memory. He has a fake Cloud strife? I'm not even these, going to ask. These last 200 years have been fairly nebulous. Sorry, Feeny. Mr. Feeny. He's... <laughs> He insists that you never call him that again. Uh, well, I'm going to call him that. <laughs> Mr. Feeney. He, he walks up to you and says, it'd be a shame to end our relationship so quickly. Do not you call guys are in a relationship? Again. Why didn't you post it on Facebook? <laughs> Mr. Feeney. It's complicated. Oh, okay. He punches you in the face. <laughs> I can only imagine that's how it is between him and me. And I have a character sheet for him. He likes me, he doesn't like me, he likes me. Oh, crap. <laughs> Dude seriously got some issues. Yeah, I know. I got a pro- I have issues with authority, guys. Clearly. Does a... Oh, he has a gauntlet. 32 beat. <laughs> Does 30 beat 2 beat by AC? Yeah. Yes. Does a 13? Rocky's got a gauntlet. Does a 13? No. Does a 20? 
Yes. He punches you in the gut, and after you kind of just instinctively go forward a little bit from the gut, he uppercuts your chin. Oh! Can... And it does a total of... Feeny! Oh my god. 16 damage. <laughs> non-lethal. Yeah, is it non-lethal or lethal? Lethal, because he's gauntlets. Frost damage. Um, does a 22 beat your CMD? Uh, no. And he tries to grab your collar, but he can't get a hold of it. And he just pushes you back. Good. And he says, Say what again? I dare you! I double dog dare you! Okay, Sam Jackson. <laughs> what is a Sam Jackson? Uh, Sir? he feels he's made his, made his point, and he walks back over to the cage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave Phoenix he, alone. He knocked the wind out of you, we'll say. Yes. All right. Phoenix I don't know if you had that happen to you, but it sucks. Phoenix wrong. It would have to happen. It's true. I'm walking away. Like, screw this noise. I use one little hands ability to heal up. Dumb nut over there. Twelve hit back. Sweet. Get the wind back. Dude, Mr. Fiends over there is a big old sourpuss. Oh, my gosh. You're such a... I, I turn around he and I say... He rides after you, like... <laughs> A very determined. You can hear his. Okay, his we move forward mail. onto our quest. I, I grabbed him and I crack him in the face. <laughs> uh, roll. Not not Phoenix. I know. Roll uh, attack roll unarmed. Oh my gosh! Is this how we're gonna spend the night tonight? I am. Who are not we actually? Wrong, just I miss. What is this? Who's this encounter even with? <laughs> Who are we fighting? He tries to punch you and he, he misses. And I need to know I can, if I can guarantee he missed. Thirty-one beats your CMD. Yeah. Yes. It he does. picks you up, throws you in the other cage, closes it, and puts the key in his pocket. We have two cages that we're carrying around. There are two cages. They're not no, carrying we're, around. We're, they're built into the building. We're in a room with cages. Oh, there I are see. two little prison cells where the vampires first were. Gotcha. And you were locked in a cage. Okay. Well, anyways, guys, let's go <laughs> ahead and get on our quest. Yeah. Seriously. Would anyone no, else we have like to... to do anything? No, I want to go to sleep. You guys are all a bunch of fools, and I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't particularly like my lay on hands being wasted. Oh, you get it back. <laughs> Doesn't mean it wasn't a waste. <laughs> Actually, I borrow Daddyus's Bible and just sit in the corner and kind of recenter myself and go to bed. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I'm sitting in the other corner. Well, I guess I'm not reading tonight, and I. And I... <laughs> That's called stealing. You should read that in the Bible. When you're no, reading today, this, dude. you should read a passage about theft. Maybe you should That's... read the Ten Commandments tonight, David. No, as, as, no I didn't steal it. I said I asked him to borrow as, his As David's sitting in the corner with my Bible. And as a good paladin, he lets me use it. <laughs> you just as David's to sitting in the corner with my happen. Bible, I, sh- I, I stroll up to him. That's a nice Bible you got there. Maybe you should re- read the part about stealing. And I turn around with attitude and it's I go a good passage in here. Exodus. Maybe you want to read about it. And I was like, this world sucks. You don't even have ESV here. <laughs> That's the true translation. I'm gonna listen. To, I want to read the real translation. I am reading the real translation. It's King James. Try. Want to come at me again? Come on, come at me. Hit I'm at like, me. David I'm holds like, up a book. New King James. Which? I'm like. I want to know what God said, not Shakespeare. <laughs> I calmly pull up the message. Okay. Yeah. I cut this. At this point, I cut his head off. <laughs> My head and off. And what do you guys do? <laughs> David reads his book. Honestly, and without a head. What are you doing, Thaddeus? I'm praying in the corner. Sergio? Not a damn thing. Smart man. <laughs> smartest man here. Oh, I, I did something else, Caleb. I've been practicing 
a really cool kind of cowboy twirl with the revolver when I take it out and put it away. Oh, great. So for the rest of the game, whenever I shoot something and it dies, everyone knows I do like a Clint Eastwood twirl back. Even if he has to pull it out again to shoot the next guy. What is this, Final Fantasy? <laughs> David, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe my um, weapon knowledge is, is, is not super correct. But if I remember correctly, a double action... Um, Revolver means that you can pull the trigger and it will pull the hammer back as well as just pulling the hammer back and then pulling the trigger. Is that accurate? Correct. Double action means I don't have to use my hand to cock it. Right. It automatically cocks after I want to say your weapon's a single action unless you know Correct. how to create no, a no, double no, no. action. It's like an early, if you look up a, a, a Colt Navy revolver. You can still hold the trigger and hit this. And Yeah, that's how you have to do it. Definitely. All right. Uh, There's no way good. the guy would have been able to make me a double action. I wouldn't even know how to design that. Right. Very good. Um... Then, doing all that, you, the night passes. Da-da-da. Anyone who's missing hit points gets uh, seven back. Woohoo! Eight if it's Sergio. And it is, uh, it is the morning. And, you know, you wake Rise up. Rise and shine. Phoenix has been awake before all of you, and he's just, uh, you see, he's conversing with the, uh, lichen, the, uh, the lycanthrope, and it's out of the cage. Okay. Am I out of the cage? Nope. Uh, uh, old Feeny Weenie's still being a big old soured puss. Are you saying that out loud? No. <laughs> I have a problem. That thing we do all the time. I'm out of ice. Damn it, Cube. Ice, ice, baby. <sighs> go, go see Vanilla. I'll hook you are you up. a level 7 ice cube, man. Gelatinous. At certain temperatures. Alright, so it's the morning. And Phoenix says, uh, are we all ready to make our trek? I have been talking to a friend. His name is Atu. His name is what? Atu. Atu. God bless you. Spell it, please. Hilarious. Uh, he has told us where to go, and he will take us. And the guy goes, I'm glad we're on better terms now. And I want to apologize earlier. <laughs> I did. I mean, I didn't bite any of you, so I don't know what I'm apologizing for. For I guess for trying to turn you into like it. You know, I like it. Protocol. I mean, it's not for everybody, but maybe you would have liked it. Who's to say that you wouldn't like it? Can Can we put him on leash? My goodness! Can you say that can aloud. We, can we yes. put him in a noose? I'd prefer that. Um, Phoenix says, "Do not continue to convince me to leave you here." <laughs> Thaddeus, break the key in the lock. <laughs> I'm like last week. Yeah. I, I, I walk up to open the cell. I'll take the bait. Uh, Oops, did, did I, I do I'm so wait. sorry. Hold on, stay here. It'll take us a couple days to find a hatchet to break the door <laughs> down. I'm so sorry. And then he gets down with a flint and steel next to the hay inside your thing. Oh, that was an accident as well. All right. Are you? Do, do you need assistance in there? Are, are you okay? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I kind of smell burning flesh a little bit. Is that you? All right. I got to go to breakfast. I'll be back in like 10. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Phoenix goes over to to your cell and says, what? Uh, He goes, um, we're going to cast a vote. Who wants to let him, who wants to let him out of the cell? I raise my hand. I look around. Oh, am am I I the only one? (laughs) Sergio? I vote we kill him. (laughs) He goes, well, it looks like it's two to two. Mr. Lycanthrope, you're the tiebreaker. <laughs> he gets a vote? Oh, come on, big fiend. doesn't make any sense. You know you want to let me out. There I goes. <laughs> Phoenix. I look at Phoenix. 
as annoying as he is, he does have skills that we could use. So let's He looks at you through the bars, this. Josh, and says, The longer and longer it has been since I have had blood, the more irritable I get and the more my self-control wanes. Oh, good. You are lucky that it has been fairly recently that I've had some, but I'm trying to break the habit. It's cool. much like, have you ever met somebody who has not smoked for a while? Did I ever tell you that I was undead? He kind of raises an eyebrow and says, <laughs> he goes, I can finish it to completely dead. Okay, cool. Point is, <laughs> the more you do your antics, Long enough. antics plus time equal I will kill you. <laughs> Getting pretty bad on this. Are we clear? I can do this dance all night. <laughs> I feel like we are not clear. That's meta. Um, so I shut up and I calmly <laughs> and progress and we shall progress the plot. Good Blanc. Thank you. He give holds him, out his give, key and unlocks the uh, cage. Give him a gold piece for being smart. I was gonna say I throw a bi- I throw a biscuit to Blanc. Good Blanc. A biscuit. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and he gestures you out of the cage. Throw my sacks at the guy's head. I say, come on, boy, come on. Do you want Get. <laughs> And uh, uh, let's go. Our friend here at two has told me that they found interesting things in this place, and it is uh, by all means cursed. Oh, cool! T- uh, tell me more about your first visit here. He says as you guys start walking through the hallway to go up the stairs. We just appeared here. There were some weird guys. A weird guy dying. He released some oh, goblins. Okay. We killed him. And then we went into the town and met a vampire. And we got the idea that the vampire was the guy that was here. You so you didn't see any of the experimentation? Uh, I'm going to have to go to Thaddeus on this. I don't remember. I don't think so. Well, you can't because he just dropped in the car. <laughs> uh, I don't know the answer. Click. <laughs> uh, I don't think we did, though. If I remember, it was all like empty when we woke up. All right, so you guys leave of the staircase and you all exit the door. David... All of a sudden, everything is black. Everything is dark. The wonderful outside and the fresh air is replaced with a musty smell of stagnant air. And you see that right behind you is the door that you supposedly came out of, but it's closed. What do you mean? Like I teleported somewhere? Maybe, yeah. Because wasn't I walking out the door to go outside? Correct. And I could see everybody else, and then all of a sudden I couldn't? Correct. And uh, everything's black, and then a light turns on. And it is an overhead lamp hanging off of the ceiling, electricity, light bulb, everything. And it illuminates a small little table, like a little, you know, uh, side table. Gotcha. It has a radio on it. Father purchased a rifle used in the crime at his local gun store two days earlier. This brutal killing took place while the family was gathered at home on a Sunday afternoon. The day of the crime, the father went to the trunk of his car, retrieved the rifle, and shot his wife as she was cleaning up the kitchen after lunch. When his 10-year-old son came to investigate the commotion, the father shot him too. His six-year-old daughter had the good sense to hide in the bathroom, but reports suggest he lured her out by telling her it was just a game. The girl was found shot once in the chest from point-blank range. The mother, who he shot in the stomach, was pregnant at the time. Police arriving on scene after neighbors called 9-11 found the father in his car listening to the radio. Several days before the murders, neighbors say they heard the father repeating a sequence of numbers in a loud voice. They said it was like he was chanting some strange spell. 
There was another family shot to death in the same state last month, and in December last year, a man used a rifle and meat cleaver to murder his entire family. In each case, the perpetrators were fathers. State police say this string of domestic homicides appears unrelated, though it could be part of a larger trend such as employment, child care, and other social issues facing the average family. And then that broadcast continues to repeat. What do you do? I guess I go over and see if I can turn off the radio. Okay. You walk over to the radio, and uh, as soon as you get to the radio and you hit, like, the off button, like, uh, turn the dial to off, right? another light comes on, at another, like, 50 feet away from you in the same direction you were walking, on the opposite end of the room, and it, there's a door there. You cannot turn the radio off. Okay, but I can go to that door? Correct. All right, so I go to the door. You now hear through the radio, uh, don't touch that dial now, we're just getting started. Okay. I try the door. As you put your handle on the door, you hear from the radio, look behind you. I said, look behind you. What do you do? Do I, did I like teleport just in my mind or am I there like arms and everything? You have all your stuff. Okay, so I guess as I spin, I pull my revolver. There is a person standing there with, uh, like, no pigment in their skin, super white, uh, and they have, like, green bile almost on their chin, as if they had thrown it up recently. Their teeth are stained yellow and green. This person's missing an eye and has blood coming out of from their eyes going. The other eye is, like, really messed up, and he goes to grab you. And I take it you shoot him. Right in the face. You shoot him and he falls back, holding his face. And he goes to get up again, which is something that shouldn't happen. A shot in the face should kill somebody. What do you do? Put one in his chest. You shoot again in his chest and he rise around on the ground. I just empty into him until he stops moving. Alright, you unload all six chambers into him and he screams as you do it. As you kind of reload the gun... He, like, he stops convulsing, and he puts his hand, like, on the ground to, like, push himself up to get up. All right, I would take my boot and kind of put it on his neck to keep him down. Okay. You do that. So now I got him, like, pinned, you know what I mean? Yeah, you got him pinned, and he says, uh... 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. And he repeats that number over and over and over again. <laughs> Man, that'd be tough. So I'm holding him there. Now he's not struggling to get up anymore. He's, he's just struggling, but he can't get up off of your boot. And he keeps repeating that number like he's foaming at the mouth. Clearly, he's like that guy. How about this? To keep to shut him up, I take the gun and put it right in his mouth. Like, point it outwards and blow his jaw out. You shoot, and it, uh, he, he writhes a little bit and then stops writhing and stops breathing. You seem to have finished him. Okay, so now I, I take my foot off of him, wipe the butt of the gun, and um, head back to that door. Okay. Or no, no, wait, I look at him. Is he dressed? Oh, yeah, sure. He is dressed in he, he is dressed in jeans and a dress shirt. A so I kind of just, you know, pat him real quick. Wallet or... Oh, nothing on him. Nothing on him. No. He's and what about the clothes? Is it from my world clothes? Yeah, definitely. Now I go back and head to the door. As you go back, head to the door, uh, the radio says again, 
Look behind you. I said look behind you. Okay, same thing again. <laughs> well, what, what is behind me? You're going to turn around again? Yeah, with my gun out. Same guy. Same, exactly the same way as before. Alright, this time I just turn and open the door. Without you turn and open the door, he's grabbing at your back and pulling you, and you can feel his, like, his fingernails, almost like claws, like, tearing at your side. Okay, then I just turn and give him a swift, like, front kick right in his chest. It knocks him back, and the radio says, I wouldn't open that door if I were you. I want to talk to the radio. <laughs> um... Okay, I yell at the radio. What would you do if you were B? No response. No response? All right, I open the door. You open the door and you see there's the outside where you were supposed to go when you when you first opened that door. I step out. Okay. And I take it you close the door? Yeah. That is all that happens. Man, you do some cryptic stuff. All right, so you guys leave of the staircase and you all exit the door. Suddenly, David seems to teleport maybe three feet to his left. His gun is now in his hand, and he's he bleeding from his side. David, take six points of damage. What? <gasps> Completely um, supernaturally and very strangely. David, I run up to him. With my sword, drone. You turn into a vampire. Must have. <laughs> Only vampires can do that stuff and get hurt because... David kind of looks like he's a little bit, just a little bit out of breath. He has yet to feed. What happened to you, David? Uh, that was weird. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> oh, and there's smoke coming out of the gun of his barrel. What? As what did you just shoot at? Fired. Well, do we see anything ahead? What's that? What did you shoot at? Do we, did you yeah. travel through time? All right, everyone relax for a second. <laughs> you I'll tell you... I'm going to go get a massage. It'll help. I give, right. I give word a massage. Hold on, let me roll a d20. As, as David is going to talk to you, he's going to be reloading his weapon, and you notice he reloads all six chambers. I only rolled a six. I give a pretty bad massage. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to drinking now. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, you do that. Um, that was weird. I just teleported into a room, and... I'm going to presume you guys don't know what a radio is. So I'm not even sure. Correct? There's no no radios in this world? What about a cockroach? (sighs) Okay. The best way I can explain it. It's a mechanical device, a small box. It's a clockwork box. (laughs) That receives uh, what's called a broadcast. Basically, people can speak or play music over it over long distances. Oh, is it generally in the uh, maybe like 90 to 100 kilohertz spectrum? Oh, Oh my God. So I was in this creepy room, and on this radio, it was giving a report of a man who killed his whole family. Actually, two men that killed their whole families in my world. The report was coming from my world. And it was coming from this... Thing, you said yes. radio. And so there was a door at the end of the room, and I went to go out the door, and a voice said, I wouldn't do that if I were you. What well, did you do it? I, of course, ignored the voice and went to go out the door, and it then said, Turn around, which freaked me out. And I get a little bit lonely. I pulled my gun and turned around, and there was a undead, what I'd call a zombie, grabbed me, as you see, injured me. Uh, I shot him and killed him. 
went back to turn, to turn around to go back out the door, the thing said, again, over the radio, I wouldn't do that. Turn around. I turned around, and it was the same zombie again, as if that had never happened. This time, instead of shooting him, I pinned him to the floor, and he was repeating a series of numbers at me. And it also said in the report about the men who killed their families were uh, repeating numbers. What was the number? Numbers were 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. A rock combination. And then I proceeded to shoot his face off so he couldn't speak anymore. And when I walked out the door, it brought me back here. Wow. Weird, right? That it was pretty weird. I used Detect Evil very... without letting them know. Um, you don't detect any evil. Sneaky. So. You do, and it's coming from Belong's direction. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I thought you were detecting chaos. Phoenix, Phoenix, I know we're about to go on this trek, but I think there's bigger things at play here. I think we need to stop for a minute and talk about this, because that is not cool. (laughs) What just happened? uh, Phoenix kind of laughs a little bit, and he goes, uh, well, as long as it's uh, not fireflies leading us in the forest, I'm okay with it. I start laughing. What do you suggest? So, guys, well, Phoenix, there's some stuff you don't know about that we do know about that happened when we went to the Lich. And we've kind of put it on the back burner, but I think it's time to rehash some of these things because clearly there's something going on. And uh, Phoenix looks at you and goes, um, is this going to change our course or can we talk about it in our trek to the place? To the How far do we have? He looks at the guy, the jack and goes, I don't know, take maybe half a day's walk, a day, a day if, if we go slow. <laughs> I don't know what you guys think. I'm, I'm getting a little uh, freaked out about doing anything until I know what is happening. Um, I agree. I agree. That was pretty weird. Uh, let's stop this for clarity. Very well. Where would you like to go? I sp- we should speak in private. Back into the, the chamber. Yeah. Lead the way. Actually, no. He gets goes. Well, yeah, I don't go think I should the lead door the door first. Yeah, please. And he walks to the door. Goes. Seems fine. And he goes down. Okay, we follow him down. David, as you go through the door, it no. happens exactly as you'd expect it when you go down the stairs. Okay. You all go back to that chamber. Okay. What do we know? Right. The only other times this has happened is the lich. The man in white, right? And the lich. The lich took me to a place and told me if I killed him, it would end your guy's world. And he offered to get me out of here to send me back. I also think it's weird that guy only offered me a job in the cabinet. The only guy that's not from this world and doesn't know anything about this world. And he only seemed interested in me because he wanted to know about where I'm from. Advisor of extraterrestrial relations, right? Or something like that. He said he was interested in knowing because of my knowledge of about learning about my world. And now this teleport thing happens, and it was all from my world. Oh, and when the puppet attacked us, the song playing was from my world. Could Any be, thoughts? Oh, and the whole thing pos- with the manifest. Could there possibly be some sort of damage to whatever links are to worlds? Like some sort of rift in... Reality, a break in time space. In the time space continuum. Clearly, that's happening, but what I'm saying is. is I'm wondering if it's breaking down, the worlds are coming closer and closer. 
Well, my bigger fear is that someone's doing it, manipulating between the worlds. Possible. Possibly. Because the Lich also said this was the way the man and white basically they terrorize each other by, I guess, using agents in the different worlds because they could, for some reason, those two couldn't go head to head. Bound by certain laws and things. Anybody? Anything? Nothing? I'm just a Christian paladin, man. <laughs> hey, man, I just worry. This, this stuff way beyond me. Phoenix says... There's got to be some way we can... Shoot. It. Shoot. Go ahead. Old-ass monk. Phoenix show Phoenix the soul... Show, show Phoenix the gem, that is. Uh, I kind of... Head. I pull my hand into my backpack and I pull out the soul gem. He holds out his hand. Uh, Phoenix, you, you know anything about this? Let me make a knowledge or comment check. <laughs> I'm, ro- I'm rolling mine dice. Mine, mine dice. Mine dice. Uh, I look at David while he's doing that. Let me, says, let, me take a, uh, let me take a look at that window. Yours. Doesn't know what's aside from that. The fact that it glows. What's so special about it? Made of fireflies. There's a soul trapped in it. It was very funny. <laughs> it was. I'm holding a person. Yes. What kind of person? We think an imperial person, possibly. Then I think it's our duty to give it to the emperor. We told the emperor. You didn't ask for the gem? No. I gave a full report. Curious. I have a question for you, David. Yeah. Mr. David. Anything that has happened to you that has involved your world, has any of it been positive? Anything that... No. It's been very dark and creepy and negative. Dark, creepy, and negative. Sounds like Jersey. Done. Take your notes like after a conversation. I don't want in the middle of the notes. Dark, creepy, <laughs> negative. Quote David at 1120. Oh, wait, 29. <laughs> South Jersey. Right, got it. <laughs> Galloway Township, time of death, 11.29pm. the first. Has anything happened to hurt anyone other than you, Mr. David? How do you mean? This radio thing, none of us were hurt? Any other occurrences, was anyone else hurt? Well, I'm all good. No. It's so just only you no. have ever seen these anomalies? No, we all saw the puppet, where the, where the song from my world was playing. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Some, some we all heard the song. All, it's the worst thing ever. Other than that, it's just been me. Me with the lich. All of the park since then. Me with the man in white. Me with whatever the heck just happened. Curious. But since the lich seemed to allude to things I do or don't do could end your world, I think you guys might want to work this out before I keep doing things. Why did you not take the lich upon his offer? Because the man in white had warned me not to. The man who he said is evil? I didn't say he was evil. But you, uh, I misunderstood you. We don't, we don't know. He's done nothing but help us, and so far everything he's told us has been true and helped us. Interesting. But that's another interesting point I forgot to mention. Basically what the man in white told me was, I didn't so much teleport, but the instant I left my world, I died. If I had went back to that moment, it was the moment of my death. So the witch would have sent me back to die. Great, so, so our world is some of the world's hell. Fantastic. 
I was thinking about that. Because I hope you don't have a lot of serial killers where you come from. Hopefully you don't have the death penalty. No. Well, you should mention that. I look at David. Do you have the death penalty? Yes, we have the death penalty. Texas is predominantly... Yeah, the state of Texas pumps out 30, 30 child rapists and serial killers a month. Ooh. Um, so I do agree with David that we do need to figure this out. Uh, yeah, but what are we going to learn? Phoenix, do you have any answers? Well, we've already learned a lot. I just think it's Sounds about... Sounds to me like the only person who could have given you answers you killed. Yeah. Who? The Lich? Lich? Yes. He didn't leave us much choice. He would he would have tried to make some kind of crazy Because shrugs and say I didn't say he did not deserve it. Kill himself. The Emperor ordered that it had to be done. There's no question. Yeah, but why wouldn't the Emperor answer our questions regarding this? We didn't directly ask him. Hmm. So what do we do? Do we move on? These things I, are beyond I me. I know how Remember to kill wishes things. That we have? Those requests. I know how I know how to kill things that can also try to kill me. That is the far that is the extent of my knowledge. And in your world that's about the extent of my knowledge too. <laughs> Could ask the Emperor to look into it as one of our requests. Just saying. During our travels I've heard you talk of uh, of going to the northern kingdom and getting a ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And from what I can gather, this is to send you back? Yes. Is it's it because... Not... Is it, why do you want to go back? Is it because you think you're going to bring more radios into our world? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to get back and never again be involved in this world was the plan and go back to my regular life. I just can't go back to the moment I left. That's why I need the ring. I need to go back um, to a different moment. I'm going to be pissed if one of David's coma dreams. I thought about that too. <laughs> that, this, that I'm like in a hospital somewhere, but no, all just pigments so. of your head. The world goes black. I'm not going to think how you came up with me. I don't think that's what's happening. David, why are you leaving us here? I have to go, but we'll die if you leave. It's like that a one single tear. He says, "Jake goes inside of his own." I know. First time. <laughs> Caleb. The jackalware goes. He goes, well, if they just show up, kill them! Who just shows that was our idea with you? Your radio! If it shows up again, just kill the radio. Can, can I grab this jackal with you my silver hands? Whatever you want to try to do. This jackal's kind of a jackass. He is. He is. You want to grab a jackal? No. Dude, that I'll, I'll yes, run you through myself. Who, yes. <laughs> <Through> me? <laughs> Alright, roll your CMB. <laughs> For... For getting the jackal to shut up? Yes, oh, but Thaddeus had an, a, a good comment, so I'm listening. Sorry, Thaddeus, what you to be a little bit more progressive these days, you know. What did you say, Thaddeus? I what said, you... if you would try, I'll run you through. I'm quite impatient today. That is a good comment. Fair enough. Then I hesitate. Well... I don't know. If we're all still lost, then I guess we can just <laughs> roll on and hope we want to end the world. If he can't answer a question, then we might as well just keep going. No, interrogation's always a possibility. Who are we interrogating? Interrogate who? Daddy just told me to stop. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> How do you know that? Interrogate who, Sergio? This random werewolf jack- jackal guy knows what's going hey, he's on. He's a big boy. He can answer the question himself. Well, Sergio, okay. who do you want to interrogate? 
Apparently he's friends with... It was just an idea. I wasn't saying it was actually... That's in-game, GM. Stay out of it. (laughs) (laughs) He he used no definite articles. Who do you want to interrogate? We we can interrogate him. Who? Define your pronoun. A voice thundering from the clouds says, Define your pronouns. I'm tired of DMing this game if you keep on defining your pronouns. And then I think you're GMing this game. Oh, for the love of God, David, please. (laughs) He has right, much. Listen, of it. let's just go. Let's just go to the vampire let's keep going. camp or whatever it is. Man. Slaughter them all. Home and, in time for lunch. I get you. And hope we don't. End what's the for lunch, guys? What's for lunch? Let's Sergio, leave. I do want an answer. I'm serious. All of you, shut up. Every time I go Sergio, I would go, what? The pronoun. The jackal. I was thinking of interrogating that doofus. Oh. I was hoping might actually know more than he lets on. Gotcha. Dom is not amused. I'm reading. All right, let's go. Yeah, let's just go. Let's go hang with the Pope. As you guys move, Phoenix <laughs> isn't moving. And of course, you can't see his face because he always wears his freaking helmet. Except when acid eats through it. And he says, I'm not so sure, Mr. David, you are... which you are more of an asset or a liability at the moment. I agree. I have no idea. And I'm not entirely keen... I'm walking with an unknown and bringing him to a place that is known as a sanctuary. I have a point. He has a good point. Yeah. True. That's what I'm saying. I could be very dangerous. I don't know. Well, well how dangerous you are. If you're alone, are you, look you, you, he says, you uh, are you convinced that you are dangerous? Well, my intent isn't that, but clearly there's something going on, and 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 uh, I'm not here by accident. And I think it's more to it than just killing a lich. I think it's obvious that someone's playing a cosmic chess game of which you are a pawn, my friend. Clearly, well, we're all pawns because you guys weren't chosen by accident either. Agreed. I hate to tell you this, Phoenix, but the only guy you can take is Block. <laughs> He's not part of this. Right. The only guy you can what? All right. Blanc's the only guy he can Blanc goes what? Blanc, what? Blanc's the only guy Phoenix can safely take because Blanc wasn't white man in white teleported to the room. He was. He, I mean, he was teleported conveniently right when we needed him. No, he was waiting there. Phoenix kind of like turns his head and looks at all of you and then goes, "Who is man in white?" I thought we told him about the man in white the first time we were with him. I didn't. I didn't think we did. I wasn't sure though. No, I think you all kept you kept that from him. Hmm. He says, um, "Well, long as you're you're still able to put bullets through the things that you interact with, as you did, you said, I think it is fine." Right. And I can only. I can he says, only "You vouch. seem to have survived multiple encounters." Yep, and I can only vouch for what I can vouch for. My intent is not to do anything <laughs> wrong, but that doesn't mean I'm not well, dangerous. He goes, well, That's a bomb has no intent either way, but can still kill a lot of people. Totally agree. Ah! Why do I roleplay? Because... Because I fail at everything I do, except for that roll of the dice.
I'm Percival, the um, spittoon uh, attendant. Excuse me, coming through. Full spittoon. I don't want to spill it on you. Oh, you got a full spittoon? Ugh. Here at Softly Speaking Sanskrit, we know why we roleplay. Why do you roleplay? SoftlySpeakingSanskrit.com Well, if we are done, will we continue? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and uh, the wire jackal goes... What if I'm not comfortable taking a crazy, crazy dimension guy uh, with me to the place? Then you can die. You're going to kill me? Just might. It's not your call. What are you going to do, play a song to death? (laughs) No, but I'm pretty sure my other comrades here aren't terribly keen on you either. And And I would uh, help them. Listen, you just hold up your end of the deal. Don't worry about our business. My end of the deal? There's no, like, deal here. I'm not getting something out of this. (laughs) Yeah, we let you live. That's what you're getting out of it. Get to walk away. (laughs) And Phoenix just kind of looks... (laughs) Phoenix kind of just points to Dave and kind of shakes his head. (laughs) As to say, that's that's the deal. (laughs) If you're no use to us, then we have no use for you. So what do you want to do? And he goes. He looks. Phoenix goes. I feel like all the progress we made last night—it's kind of crumbling to the ground in front of my very eyes. <laughs> and Phoenix goes. Um, Delusions of grandeur. Just please take us there. And he uses the word "please." And the wearboard is like, "Fine." My jaw. My my jaw drops. And, and and I goes, "Fine, but we're a dimensional guy. I don't want to be next to him. Is that okay?" Feelings mutual. I'll hang out with. Hey, him. what's wrong with me? I'll be ne- I'll be next to the wear joker. <laughs> Good. I'm I like, as you guys are walking, I just feel sense. like we've all gotten off on the wrong foot or paw, whatever. And you guys, uh, I, I, as we're walking, I glance down at my foot. I'm right-footed. Uh, you guys begin traveling out of um, Silver. And you guys begin traveling. And you're traveling. You're traveling. You're traveling. And uh, do you guys want to? Do or discuss anything while you travel? The nature of the universe. I and why the hell David didn't bring a radio with him? <laughs> I don't think a radio would work very well here. You never know. You can pick up something on the AM. Oh, I do have a question, yeah. Thaddeus. Oh. I forget. Did you sense evil on the gen? I, I glance at my backpack. I pull it off real quick and I use detect evil on the gem. You do not detect evil. Nope. I throw in my backpack, smile, and keep walking. Uh, but when you use detect evil, you do detect evil auras, and you detect evil uh, coming from Sergio, because he has a bag full of gems. But not his gem? He grabbed a bunch of soul gems. But so not, did not from David's gem. I not, grabbed one. Not from David's gem. I grabbed the special one up on the desk. No, 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 I, I, grabbed, no I grabbed the one from the thingy. He took it out of the Caco Demon's heart. I look I'm at Sergio. Sir, you, it's Sergio, like a stop. reanimated Imperial. I stop. Uh, empty out your bag. Fill your soul gems. Uh, Phoenix says, while I do not care too much for your Mr. David's concerns going through space and time, I am very much concerned about why the, Empire, the Emperor did not want that gem if it holds the soul of an Imperial officer. Remember that. We don't know that. Yeah, I, I look at him now that you mention it. The concern is mutual. Because, and you're sure that an Empire citizen lives in, within that soul, that gem? 
I'm not sure, but according to the the manuscript that we were that we found, twenty of fifty Imperials were quote unquote viable. Whatever that means. Did you come across these people? No. Not a soul. Perhaps you did and you fought them. We did. Like sewn together people with this gem inside them. Hmm. Let me ask you guys a question. I don't know about <laughs> they don't have soul gems where I'm from. What happens? How do you get this thing out of one of these gems? Could always try and break it, but that's never a sure way of doing it. Why do we it. want that thing out of the gym? So we can talk to it. Why do you want to talk to it? You need a. You need so a. We can ask it who it is and where it came from. We could learn a lot by talking to it. What if it is bad? We know it's not bad. To to do it safely, you would need a mage special who specializes in soul work. Like binding. We just. I mean, this is way above my pay grade. Do other holy men know how to deal with this kind of stuff? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, but... What about your sure monastery? The head of your monastery, would he know? I don't know. Uh, would he know that, DM? Maybe. Maybe. It's, possib- it's a possibility, but he's way far to the south. Way Mr. south of Corhal. Mr. Thaddeus. Mm. Yes. What price would convince you to part with the gem? For a friend, it'd be free. If you were actually <laughs> a friend. He kind of stops all forward movement and turns around and goes, I think we need to make something a little more clear than it has been. When I say I am not your friend, this is not some humorous affectation to win the loyalty of the audience. This is... <laughs> I When I say I'm not your friend, it is not because I do not want to be your friend. It is because I cannot be your friend. Understood. Do you understand what my job is to do? At any point, the Emperor could tell me to kill you, and I must do it. I cannot be friends with anyone, because you do not kill your friends at the drop of a copper piece. I cannot have friends. So whatever further things you do to do, maybe I can become a friend of yours, but you cannot become a friend of mine. Interesting. I toss him the soul gem. And he puts it in his backpack. And I turn around and keep walking. And he says, um... What of you, Mr. Sergio? You want my soldiers? What price is it for those? How many do you want? All of them. All of them? Can I hold on to one for research purposes? This is precisely why I do not want you to have any of them. Hmm. You're afraid of us learning about them. I am not afraid of you learning about them. I'm afraid of you hurting the people inside to learn about them. I give him the backpack. He looks through, grabs out the gems, and he says, you are all very interesting people. Gives <laughs> How you do you mean? Bag. How do I mean? You just gave me these things for free. It's not out of friendship. At least not from my end. Call it trust for the moment. <laughs> very well. And he continues. After a while, you come to, uh, I'd say maybe almost the whole day, um, you come to, you know, it gets night and all that, and Phoenix is like, look through his back and goes, son, I'm out of um, 
torches. I should have bought some of the last thing. And your fireflies come out and light up all around you. And he goes, son of a witch. <laughs> you seriously still have those things? They've gotten me out of a more than one incident. Have you learned anything about them? Yeah, they're a person. You're a person? They're a person. They are a, they are a unity. They're they one person. Work. Why do you people travel around with people in your backpack and flying around you? Because we're not typical travelers, okay? This much is clear. We're not judging you. And the flies make a like a laughing face and animate in a neon style of laughing. And he kind of goes, "Well, is there any quicksand flies?" And they laugh and make a a no face. He goes. And you gotta gotta admit they're honest and useful. Yeah, if, honest. if 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 only that. Well, they are honest, and he uh, and you guys eventually come up to the mouth of a cave a couple hours later, and uh, the the where Jackal goes. Well, we are now going to be going inside uh, a dark place with lots of decay turns. So stick close so you don't get lost. Uh uh uh. Wait a second. I don't like the idea of him being in the front. And the Phoenix goes, where would you like him? In the middle. Fine, it sounds logical. It sounds uh, wise and safe. And he go, and the guy goes, hey, it's all the same to me. <laughs> he has like a little nervous laugh. Phoenix, do you want point? Very much so. I'll take the rear. And he goes, one, one, a word before we walk in here. You would be very careful not to be <laughs> bitten or by anything, whether it has fangs or jowls. Wouldn't you? This is the most powerful curse I've ever encountered: lycanthropy and vampirism. You do not want it. Believe me. I know. It just took me three days to get rid of it on Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> um. And he says. The only good side is, if you get one, you can't get the other. <laughs> and as he says that, he kind of eyes uh, the jackal. You can't have hybrids? What if a vampire and a werewolf have sex? Dude, it's Skyrim rules. Same rules. If you get one in Skyrim, you lose the other. Well, they never have a vampire and werewolf doing it in Skyrim to make a Yeah, baby. they do. Well, you they can do? catch both. No, you can get both things. You just can't get them at the same time. Phoenix kind of looks at the jackal and goes, What does happen <laughs> if a werewolf and a vampire mate? And the guy goes, I don't know. <laughs> he goes now a lot of people want to meet with me I don't know why I couldn't I imagine, imagine why as, as, I wa- as I'm walking back I, exactly what I say, say I can't imagine why <laughs> poor the poor guy is just trying to find out why his friends were all experimented on gets accosted by these four strange people with souls in their backpacks and transporting to different realms alright as you go through these tunnels you make a, a, a million different turns where uh Everyone make a survival check to see if you can find your way back if you were just... If you had to. Well, we leave a trail or something. 14. 14? Well, he's gonna shut. 9. 9? Armor, uh, dude. Uh, Armor 20, 26. Okay. 20. Anyone who got 15 or above feel like you can find your way back if you had to. Anyone who did not, you're turned around. Um, Can't they just follow us? They could. But I'm talking about if you had to by yourself. Uh, eventually, um, you get like there's some light from down below, and uh, 
the 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 where the, the j- jackal where uh, takes off his coat and throws it on the ground, and uh, Phoenix kind of eyes him and he goes, "It's gonna get warm." <laughs> and he goes, "You just throw coats around." Whatever, let's go. And uh, you guys go down, it gets warmer and warmer, especially Thaddeus. You get, like, really warm because you're in all your armor and all that stuff. Should have bought the mithril. And, uh, and you get, eventually go down, and eventually you guys get to a kind of cavernous area that has a bunch of, like, archways everywhere. And, like, buildings built into the walls, like, stone thing. And it's like an underground little city. And it's got people hustling and bustling about it. And uh, at the entrance are, um, is a very tall, pale person who has a sword and a sheath. And next to that is a very plain-looking person. And they you both kind of go no further. And they both kind of step forward. And Phoenix looks at the jackalware and he goes, "Well, now it's my job. And I bet you all wish you were a little bit nicer to me now, don't you?" And he kind of walks forward and he goes, "Gentlemen," and um, one of the guys looks at him and goes, uh, a two. Who are your friends? And he goes, one friend, kind of, other ones are guests. Uh, this is Phoenix, and he is a vampire. And, and the guy kind of raises his eyebrow. And the rest are just normal people who are not normal in any way. <laughs> and we've come to visit. And the guy's like, they kind of look at each other. He goes, listen, I pledge on my life that at least this guy's not going to do anything. And he points to Phoenix. And they, they kind of look at each other. And one walks forward to go shake Phoenix's hand. And Phoenix shakes his hand. And he says, welcome to Sanctuary. And he goes, you guys got a lot of weapons on you. And he goes, uh, just do me a quick favor. Did you guys show me your weapons? Sure. I step forward with my sword. I draw it with my left hand. Okay. Now show my weapons. May I see your bullets? I show them. What about you? You have no weapons? He looks at you, Blanc. Nope. And after looking at them all, he goes... All right. Well, you, you all know what could happen to you here if you try to cause trouble. Yeah. En- en- enlighten us. Expect penalty of death. In the eyes, well, one of two things can happen to you. And he kind of smiles, and and uh, a two goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think they get the idea. They're not going to cause any trouble. I mean, unless you try to bite them. That's the only time they like to cause trouble. Aside from that, they seem to be pretty nice guys. Well, they they've been guys. And uh, and they let you in. And as he goes, um, the, the jackal starts talking to you. And he's like pointing out. He goes, and over there is our, you know, this thing. And over there's oh, he's got a good friend. He's got great food. Oh my gosh, the best. <laughs> and and this place is just a place for people, people to be okay. People who who are hunted can come here. So I mean, there's no reason for you guys to tell anyone about this and, and put these good people in in harm's way. You know. And Phoenix goes, your services are now complete. You may go. And he goes, that's great news. And runs off. I have never seen so many vampires before in my life. And 
I think Though it's not as important, neither have I seen so many lycanthropes. I, I look at him, I say, I think in this case we are in total agreement, my friend. I, I don't add that last part. Strike Wait, Caleb, yeah. did you say, are we looking at hundreds, thousands? What are we looking at? At the moment, dozens. But dozens. You don't know how big this place is. From what okay. you can see walking around, and the number of houses, at least dozens. There he goes. If the Emperor were ever to find this place, he would kill everyone. And if he ever ordered you to reveal its location? I believe that is between me and the Emperor. Hmm. Interesting. Let's go find the two people that you met. Point them out to me if you see them. Matter of fact, I bet if we follow our furry friend, he will lead us to them. That's probably a good call. And uh, you guys follow them, and he ends up going to this this, uh, place and... You guys enter it well, and it seems to be some sort of bar or downtime area. There's pool, somebody shooting pool in the corner. And there's various states of people. Some people just look like normal humans or normal orcs. And others are already transformed into their hybrid forms. Others are the vampires. And uh, he goes, see anyone you notice? Uh, I roll a perception. Make okay. it. I fail. You should all do it. We all saw the guy. At least me and Sergio did. Tonight is not my roll night. I rolled a 27. Wow. Nice. Do you see that um, one of the guys playing pool, um, the like, and the werejackal walks up to him, and it's one of the guys. I point him out to Phoenix. Goes, all we had to do was follow the guy. And he walks <laughs> over, and, and he's like, oh, boy, am I glad to be rid of them. I'm just saying you should stay in. Hi, Phoenix. And friends of Phoenix, who are in no way going to hurt anybody, and are totally cool. Hi. And uh, the vampire kind of eyes widen and uh, and looks at you three, not belong to the other, the other three, and says, "We meet again." Nice cloak. <laughs> he smiles and goes, "What are you doing here?" Looking for you. I thought I made it pretty clear no one to follow me. You did well, take your time to do it, though. It wasn't exactly... Talk to Phoenix. And Phoenix kind of says... Takes off his helmet, uh, which is the first time he's done it since he's traveled with you uh, this session, this uh, traveling time. And uh, he goes, I wish to talk to you. Half-breed, eh? Yes. I have questions. Maybe you can have the answers for me. He goes, I might have answers, though I have some questions of my own. Maybe we can help each other out. And uh, he looks through, through, now he says, don't get in trouble, all right? And they go off to like the side of the bar and start talking. And everyone's eyeing you three, everybody. I try and find a corner, and I look at my friends and I say, I think it's best we find... A nice little corner to get out of the way. Let's be as inconspicuous as we can. Agreed. Okay. Is there a table in the corner that's unoccupied? Nope. Where's the most inconspicuous unoccupied table we can find? There is no inconspicuous unoccupied table. One right in the center. There's a couple seats at the bar. Uh, I go... I just suggest we stay within I... Yeah. Line of Phoenix. True. 
Agreed. So, so we, sorry, go ahead, Dave. I was gonna say we just sit where Phoenix can see us and we can see him. Sure. A halfling comes up to you guys and says, "Drink, strangers." Nah, I'm good. What do you have? Uh, he names off some alcoholic drinks. Any water? Yeah. Awesome of that, please. Thank you. I'll take an ale. Thanks. Blanc? Oh. What? No, thank you. Right. Uh, he eventually comes back with three waters and uh, an ale. And um, what do you guys do? I assume we, we can't hear what Phoenix and that guy are talking about. No. Well, not much, because we kind of don't have any other business here other than Phoenix and that guy getting together, right? Um, could maybe talk to the bartender and find out what this place is. You know, get info on this place. If there's anything else sure. to gather. But they kind of made it clear they're sort of paranoid. I think if we start asking Question, too many yeah. questions... Well, not... Yeah, we don't want to ask too many. Just So, David, hmm. how does... How does this radio work? How does it work? I don't even know. It's one of those things you kind of just take for granted. They broadcast it through an electrical tower. I'm sure you don't even know what electricity is, but... And then it's received into the radio, and you can hear what people are saying hundreds of miles away, instantly. But what's its purpose? Uh, People use it for entertainment, news... So we know what's going on around the world. That sort of thing. Music. Fascinating, fascinating device. Yeah. Except when it's in a weird, deep, creepy, interdimensional torture chamber with a zombie. I can imagine. Sergio, you want to talk to the barkeep? Mm-hmm. Sure, I just make some small talk. Shoot the shit. <laughs> Anything you want to interact? Or act out? Mm. Nothing specific. Okay. I figure the guy basically um, just tells us what we already know. Question. Yeah. If I do detect evil... A couple people in the room. Not everybody. Okay. The vast minority. Vast minority. Interesting Well, term. yeah. You notice the guy he's talking to is evil. Mm. I keep my eyes on them. After a while... Don't too hard, that is... After a while, Phoenix and the guy come over, and uh, he goes, uh, Phoenix says, how do you four feel about staying for a couple days? I'm sure we could find something to do. David? If you need us. I guess I'm in no rush to go into the uncharted northern territory. (laughs) I would appreciate it. And he looks, like, a little shaken. You okay? Just learning things. Admirable. Did you learn anything that you think could help us with our issue? Um, hmm. Because here's the thing, Phoenix. We teleported right into that place, which, again, none of this feels accidental. Then the guy goes teleported then he kind of pull a hand up he goes maybe we should reserve our speaking um 
here to meet us at the time and place you choose? The guy, kind of, the the vampire who you've met the first year journey goes, what problems do you have? No offense, but I was talking to my friend. And he kind of says, maybe I can help you. I just kind of look at Phoenix like... Yeah, cock and eye at Phoenix. Uh, what do you want me to do? Phoenix says, um, I'm not so sure, he looks at the guy, I'm not so sure you can help them... Uh, it's complicated. Um, unless you know how to cure supernatural diseases, stop people from um, interacting with the beyond, or um, help people get common sense. <laughs> and the, uh, the guy Lions and tigers and bears are mine. smiles a wicked smile and says, I might be able to help you with diseases. Ooh. Sergio. <laughs> Just go ahead and spit it out for the whole world to hear, why don't you? Dude, uh, he just kind of looks at you, Sergio, as if to say, do you want to say anything? Well, gee, cat's kind of out of the bag. I mean, <laughs> what's and, there And to the say? vampire goes, let me guess which one of you's infected. And he looks Take at you, Sergio. What do you want to say? It's already been said. <laughs> no, no one said anything. Listen, his mom really just... Doted him as a kid. Made always made him wear a sweater on the playground. The guy kind of slowly walks Is over. Is that to, why I'm topless now all the time? <laughs> slowly walks <laughs> over to Sergio and says, uh, "Whatever ails you, I can remove it. I can take it away, make it disappear." And he keeps getting closer to you. He says, "At what cost?" Uh, exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> he says. I can take whatever is ailing you and turn it into a great strength and make you more powerful than you could even imagine being at this very moment. Dude, These dude, dude. Three slow down. You're creeping me out. Okay, first of all, not so close. Second <laughs> of all, what do I end up giving in return? My soul? Do I end up becoming one of those little gems in the long run? Phoenix, kind of, his face has turned very serious. And the guy goes... You give up your mortality to become immortal. I give up being alive now, being able to die, so I can just never die. Then he smiles and goes, yes. And Phoenix says, everyone can die. And looks at the guy. And the guy goes, so you're going to try and turn me into a vampire is what you're saying. I'm just saying our curse overrides any other. Just got to be another way. You can die, or you can live forever as a powerful being. Hold Phoenix. on, I need to talk to my friend for a second. I go over no, and talk. Uh, counsel, Your Honor. <laughs> I want to go over and uh, speak to Thaddeus. Hey, Thaddeus, can we talk in like, that corner for a second? Sure. Can I go over to the corner with him? Okay. When you detected evil, did you detect any from Phoenix? No. None, zip, zero, not a zilch. This guy? Wheelbarrows. Fort Knox doesn't have enough evil to hold this guy, but <laughs> Phoenix, none. The reason I'm asking is this. This man, this vampire, he's offering to... He says by turning me into one of them, it would cure me. But I would be one of them. My friend, this is a decision only you can make. What I will say is that the Lord created the first two with life. Life is wonderful, it's gorgeous. 
the Lord is the giver of life, and he came so that we might live life more abundantly. As Phoenix mentioned, all people can die, and it is believed that all people will stand before the judgment. I would not wish to meet the Lord of life on those terms, but you are free to do as you wish, and I will stand by you as your friend, no matter the decision. On the one hand, part of me wants to do it because I think it will help us if I'm stronger, help us in our struggles. But on the other hand, Phoenix has this lust for blood. And were I to have that, I don't know if I could fight it like he does. Hmm. I fear I would give in. This is a path only you can walk, my friend. I have no other wise counsel for you. Well, I thank you for what you do have to offer me. Phoenix looks over to the guy and says, I appreciate your help, but I don't appreciate what you're doing to Sergio, to Mr. Sergio. And the guy goes, um, hey, I'm just trying to add to our number. Just trying to help him help himself. And he goes, you and I are both very much aware what happens when you become a vampire. And we're both very much aware of the difference between being born a vampire and being inflicted by one. And he goes, the guy has a right to know what could save his own life. Rather live a vampire than die a normal man. And uh, is in the midst of this arguing that the two return. You, when you get back, you see that Phoenix and the guy are talking to each other, and you come back and they stop and they both look at you. And uh, Phoenix says, I think it'd be best to take time to consider this life altering decision, Mr. Sergio. I agree. And the guy goes, uh, You can only wait so long. You're not guaranteed another day, friend. Phoenix, how long did you wish to stay here? A couple days. Would two days be sufficient for Sergio to make his decision, sir? I look at the other vampire. There goes, he can choose whatever he wants to choose and whenever he wants to choose it. Man wants to die, none of my business. Kind of looks away. <laughs> that didn't sound manipulative. <laughs> Phoenix kind of gives you a look as if to say we should talk about this. <laughs> what do you think I've been wanting to do? Hey, Fanny. Fanny, Fanny, Fanny. Now I want to talk to you. <laughs> Never mind. Bite him. Bite him now. <laughs> and the guy, he gestures around. He goes, hey, you don't like vampires. Take your pick of what beast you can be. Imagine being able to turn into a wolf at any moment. What about a bear? Ooh, I could be a Bjornin. And the guy goes, uh, we'll speak to you tomorrow. Thank you very much, sir. The guy kind of walks away. Phoenix grimaces and puts his helmet back on. It says, I've been told where we can find a place to stay. Let's go. Follow, following you. You guys go to some place, and it seems to be like a, like a transitional housing for people that come in new. And uh, it says, we can stay here a couple days. And he talks to somebody and you see he gives him some coins. And he goes, um, I want to learn more and to be honest, this place is, <laughs> I feel good here. I just need to talk. I wish you have you here in case anything goes wrong. If you're willing to stay with me for at least a couple more days, I'd appreciate it. 
uh, look at David. Yeah, I'm not in a rush to go anywhere anyway. We don't even know what... I just want to warn you and make sure you understand the dangers. If we do have to fight, chances are even if you live, you will be changed irrevocably. I do not want you to accept this without understanding the consequences. I want to know all the possible... The good, the bad, the other icky stuff that doesn't really have a category. I'm going to talk about this over a drink. I'm going to go talk to somebody else right now. Um, feel free to do whatever you want. Just uh, be available to talk about this. Just, I know that I can find you here, right? Yes. At least at the end of the day. At the end of the day, yes. Very good. Stay I'll safe. Give you a check. And he leaves you guys. Hey, Erg Drog. What class did you just come from? Pathfinder 102. Skills detail. With professors Caleb and Christian? I remember that class. Hey, listen, whatever the question is, the answer is perception. Those guys have a boner for that skill check. Erdrog not need perception. Erdrog not need to perceive someone to hit them with an axe. Today in gym class... Erdrog, please report to the principal's office. Erdrog to the principal's office. Do you know why you're here, Ergdrug? Ergdrug, you tried to sunder the gym teacher. He walked into my threatened square. He invoked an attack of opportunity. You only invoke an attack of opportunity when you leave a threatened square, Ergdrug. And you can't even sunder a person. You can only sunder objects. Do we have to send you back to Pathfinder 101? What? With professors Caleb and Christian, who teach new and experienced players everything about Pathfinder? Yes, their classes help everyone to be a better player. If you like Pathfinder, you'll love their classes. Now, I want you to go back through 101, Basic Mechanics, and 103, Combat Detailed with Weapons, okay? Are you kidding me? Erdrog love those classes! Can't wait to take again. Hey, hey, no run actions in the hall! Pathfinder Academy, teaching you everything you need to know about the Pathfinder RPG every Thursday here on the Trailblazer Network. See you in class. Uh, is there someone who is running the transitional housing kind of thing? Sure. The guy you saw, the guy he gave him coins to. Is there a library of any sorts or an archive in the city? In, goes, uh, we have none such thing. It's a, it's, it looks like a normal human. No it's, such thing. We don't have a, a library. Hmm. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. What are you doing here? <laughs> I was going to say. And he goes, so, you're so not a lycanthrope. I could tell that for sure. And you're curious because as far as you know, he looks the same as you. <laughs> We're in good hands. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we're with a friend. Someone who befriended a, a man with a curse. Now that's a friend to have. We think so. Just because you're cursed doesn't mean you're all bad. Nah. Doesn't mean you're bad at all. Because I couldn't, just, couldn't agree more. Just rough luck. What do you guys do? Chill. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think I'm planning on leaving the house. We can only get into trouble. Exactly. <laughs> What are you kids doing? 
getting into trouble. I will say something, though, that seems kind of strange to me. When Phoenix said if uh, Valerian knew about this place, he'd have everybody killed. Anybody else think that was interesting? Well, but I do. We know for a fact that everybody here is not bad. They're not in. They're not in. Valerian is a. Valerian is a. End is justified by means. The end of destroying every single possible infection and epidemic of lycanthropy or vampirism far outweighs the guilt that would lie on his conscience of slaughtering every man, woman, and child within these walls. Do you think that if I were to become a vampire, you would still grant our our request? Well, then why does he use Phoenix? Phoenix is of use to him. Exactly, so they can't all be bad. So why, yeah, why wouldn't he then view his kind as useful? Phoenix is useful. Yes. Would be the only one vampire is useful. Twenty isn't. Twenty is an army in waiting. Hmm. The Frieza protocol. Gotcha. <laughs> the what? <laughs> Caleb knows. Michelle. Basically, and one plus, is Phoenix is a half breed. One Saiyan's a good thing. Twenty Saiyans is a, is going to rule the world. That's right. Yeah. Essentially, yes. An army of Saiyans could all rise up and become too strong. And if you have. Like maybe eight thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. That's okay, but if you have over nine thousand, there's nothing to do about it. <laughs> Why? Nobody give them that. Well, we could get. I was. I would say we could get back to trying to dissect what's happening, but it seems like we're all kind of at a brick wall with that. Well, another thing that crossed my mind is maybe Valerian didn't ask because he already knows. We didn't tell him anything he didn't already know. GM, is yeah. there? Any kind of present peril for my condition doesn't seem to be worsening at all. No. Okay. Oh, there was something else we never talked about. So when I when I killed the lich in one of those carnations when we were incarnations when we were fighting him. Yeah. I had a vision. Did you guys have a vision? Whoever did killed him. Yeah. What was yours? I saw a teenage boy. And he rose a man from a dead tomb. He rose a dead man from a tomb. And then I also saw that he, the same young man being driven out of the city, fleeing to the graveyard. Bones began to rise around him and reanimating, but the bones did not hurt him, even though he, he was scared. Okay. What was your vision? Uh, I saw him as a child raising a dead animal. I believe a, a cat or a dog or some such mm. thing. Anybody else? Blanc? Nope. Sergio? Blanc, are you lying to them on purpose? Or did you just forget? You just not remember. Because I remember what you saw. You saw the most important one. Did I? Yes. Yeah, then I don't remember. You saw him... Make a deal with the guy who had a terrible accent? You made fun of my terrible southern accent? (laughs) Yeah, Arcturus Mengsk. I was about to say that, but I thought we all saw that. No, nope. nah. just just Blanc. Blanc, do you remember now? No. Huh? No. I have a bad memory. I didn't take notes that night. Would you like me to tell them, or would you like to keep it to yourself? Go ahead. He saw uh, a guy make an old man who was obviously very much Arcturus Manx making a deal with the um, the Lich. He asked if do we have a deal, and the Lich said yes, and uh, Arcturus shook his hand. Or, or the lich asked me if he had a deal, and he told the anecdote about how his dad had a 
had a forest, and when the government tried to take it, he burnt it to the ground, and he built Korhal in that burnt forest. And God gets to plant forests uh, with water and seed, and he's going to have to water his empire with blood, and he shook the hand. And that was the extent of Yeah, nothing wrong about that. And this is Valerian's dad? Yep. Indeed. Who he usurped and killed. Right. And then had us kill the lich, the guy he had a deal with. Anybody else following any of this as being strange? No. It's not good. Again, I don't know if I'd swallow that whole, it was just about the dragon thing. Oh, uh, what we can be sure of, it had more to do than just the dragons. That we can be sure of. Who's cleaning up a mess that dad left behind? Sounds like. Especially since when we got back, he had built a clockwork dragon that could easily kill dragons. So he didn't even need us to I think he won the whole war. I believe we need to have a talk with Phoenix. To, to what end? To rediscuss his loyalties. Let's keep it. Just keep it in a brick wall with it, you know. The whole, the whole linchpin to it is the the nature of the deal between the two. But we didn't right. hear that. You've been off a quiet, Josh. What do you think about it? Whatever the party thinks. Oh wait, can I ask you something that we did know, but I just don't remember? Yeah. The the plagues. Did that start before Valerian or after? Plague happened about a year before Valerian took the throne. The plague happened while his dad was still in power. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And then he killed his dad and decided to take care of the plague people. Correct. He's the one who stationed the clockwork to not let anybody in. That is help. correct. The clockwork did not show up until Valerian took his reign. That was a, a, an instrumental part in him overthrowing his father. Was He had an army of clockwork. Mm-hmm. Provided by... Who knows? Well, that's something Dom could help you with. Just make a d20 roll um, and add your intelligence modifier. I feel like everybody should be able to knowledge history. Come on. Especially recent history. Add my intelligence. Critical one. Oh, okay. Never mind. You don't know nothing. Got a nine natively. No no one really knows. uh, What was the question? Where uh, where the clockwork came from. They just showed up at the doorstep of the Empire when... Guy took over. Valerian took over. I rolled the one. I hear that they were descended from a race of gods, mechanical gods. Of course. But you did very much meet a man from the north who invented the dragon. You know that much is is true. And the dragon, we we saw the dragon, but the dragon seemed to operate like one of them, right? Yeah, it was much louder and a little bit jankier, but yeah. Steamier. Oilier. Yeah, it had steam. Nothing else had steam. Is the first one you saw steam power. Mm Mm-hmm. Steamworks, steam. And then you realize you're not so sh- you're not entirely sure if the steam is just part of its breath weapon, or if it powers it. But you know that it at least does function as a breath weapon because it boiled somebody alive in the stadium. Well, are there any other parts of the dragon that release steam? They had it coming out of joints and gears everywhere. Like exhaust, okay. To exhaust. Almost like to leak it as if it. Right, right, like a, a heat sink type leaky, of leaky, leaky lifeboat. Heat rejection. Well, you guys have made tons of progress. We've made no progress. <laughs> <laughs> I 
salvation. Are you okay, Josh? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Okay. I'm going to roll to be smarter. <laughs> you to wait for Phoenix, eh? It gets quite late and Phoenix does not come back. Um, well, guess I'm going for a night on the town, boys. See ya. Going out in the town? No. These people, the way they look at us. These people. They're me. The people of the town. So when it gets late, what are you guys going to do? Actually, it is late. You arrived late. Yes. Uh, well, I'm sure we're tired from a day's worth of traveling and navigating underground tunnels. At least I'm pooped. Did you go to bed? I'm going to... Uh, should we set up a watch tonight or no? Uh, I'll, I'll do lullabies on the sacks while you guys pass out. I'll take first shift. Okay. okay. I'll take the last one. Okay, so we sleep in shifts. Okay. Sergio. GM. Uh, during your shift, uh, Phoenix comes back. And, um... Just as I had planned. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks tired, and then he takes off his helmet, and he puts it down, and he, and he uh, starts to take off his armor. Which is not something he's done yet. He's always slept in his armor. Like a crazy person. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Lack of HP regen like that. Get fatigued. He yeah. takes off his armor. Oh, there's like beds there, and he goes over to look. There's this bed, and he sees a bed free. Are Dave and Thaddeus asleep? Yep. So is Blanc. Okay. Phoenix, you want to address that little um, life-altering decision? He kind of looks at you, and he looks really tired, and he runs his hands through his hair and goes... We can wait till morning. <sighs> no. No, that's okay. Are you all right? Yeah. Rough day. Uh, Mr. Sergio. Mr. You. I... I never wanted to be a killer. It is part of my nature. Fight against it. Uh, <laughs> and in my worst time, a person had mercy on me. And <laughs> gave me a job, contrary to everything she's trying to teach me, has me go and kill more people. And I was born this way. What happens to somebody who is afflicted with lycanthropy is they lose control. They're, they cannot choose when to and to not become a beast. They cannot choose when and when not to become their hybrid form. And that hybrid form has a completely different personality. Those who are born with lycanthropy change at their will. The reason this place is a sanctuary is not only because people who do not understand us haunt us, but because it helps people. They are protecting people from themselves. It is the same with vampirism. When you are bitten, it's quite different from being born with vampirism. This man is offering you a chance to take your problem and put it behind you, but to put in place of the problem a different one. In the question you should ask yourself, Mr. Sergio, is which problem do you want more? There is no black and white as it were. You cannot choose to have good thing or bad thing. You must choose which of the bad things is, is, is you can deal with. 
you become a vampire, you are going to lust for flesh, and you will have to kill to live. If you do not drink the blood, you will die. So your question, I think you must ask yourself, Mr. Sergio, is are you willing to kill others so that you may live? You will have retained your faculties, unlike if you take lycanthropy, but you will have the hunger. And it's something I have fought against my entire life. And if you take the lycanthropy, you will have a form of yourself that will enjoy nothing but the animal desires of blood and the taste of flesh and the feeling of bone on your teeth. So whatever you choose, you may override this disease, but you will have to pay a price. Well, other people will have to pay the price for you. It is simply your choice, which you want more. Every night when I go to bed, Mr. Sergio, I ask myself, did I do my part to make this world a better place? Did I make it more peaceful? Most nights the answer is yes. When I kill a man who is a traitor, who caused the death of good soldiers, I sleep well. But there are other things I've been told to do. I sleep not so well those nights. I do not know how you sleep, but I think you need to ask yourself how well will you sleep based on the decision you make. There is an entire society here, apparently, that will help you live with the decision if you do choose to join them. That does not make it easy or remove the price. You. Were you. You said you've dealt with this your whole life. Um, how young were you when you were bitten, since you were a hybrid, as you say? I was born to a human mother who was forcibly impregnated by a vampire. I've lived with it literally my whole life. That's why they call us dampiers, not vampires. We're half-breeds. Mm. Did he ever get nightmares when the bloodlust hunger started? I've seen no correlation between nightmares, um, depending on how long it's been since I've feasted on blood. No. Why do you ask? Just curious, I guess. How do you deal with it? I mean, I know sometimes you... If kind it were not for deep. mana, I would not deal with it. Then I don't think it's a good idea if I take this offer, because I don't have someone like her. He kind of gestures around him and goes, I guess they're offering you this entire place. To stay here is one thing. To feed on everyone here is completely different. Terrible thing. The decision is up to you, Sergio. I, all I can tell you is that I've wished my entire life that I could get rid of this curse. And I would never in a million years volunteer to have it. What do you gain from it besides immortality? Strength, lack of aging, immunity to different curses and poisons, a plus two to my AC at all times. <laughs> But you can never have a meaningful. Well, suppose you can't have. You can never die. That's true. Well, unless. Well, when it comes to having meaning, I cannot have meaningful relationships, not because of my affliction, but because of my job. Like you said, no friends. Mm. And that's what makes the one I do have so very important. Fair enough. I thank you for your counsel. I'm going to go rest now. 
I will do so as well after my shift. Have a good sleep, Mr. Sergio. You as well, Phoenix. He goes to bed. The rest of the night passes uneventfully, and you all wake up in the morning. And for once, you've all woken up before Phoenix. In the month you've traveled with him, this is the first time. You guys get a Sharpie, and you draw penises on his face. And he's very upset with you. What's the plan for today? Uh, Or what are your plans for today, Phoenix? Mog begins playing sexy sex. Uh, He goes, I'm going to talk with a couple people that said they will talk to me today. And he goes over and just bring his his clothes on, but leaving his armor there. No armor? No armor. Is is that wise? (laughs) What are they going to do? Inflict me with vampirism? True enough. What did you do last night? Slept. Played wall ball. Looked for women. (laughs) I'm not sure you want these ones. Do I know a place in the the capital called the Crystal Palace I could put in a good word? That was a joke. But thank you very much, Phoenix. I read a book. Oh. Just rub it in, won't you? (laughs) Sorry. What book? Hollywood Wives. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if this is the right term for it. It's a very stupid book. Uh, Playboy? Is that how you say it? Anyway, (laughs) it's a good read. I read it for the articles. Thanks, David. <laughs> I brought this from my world. I could pick one thing, and this is what I picked. <laughs> so- Socrates? No. Emmanuel Kant? No. Playboy? Oh, yeah. Is there any shops in Sanctuary? Oh, uh, yeah. That's where I'm going. Did you guys say before you want to go to bed, you want to ask Phoenix something? Um, yeah. I'm not bringing that up right now. You go to shop, and the guy says, Welcome. Do you have any books? couple when you needed. Could I take a look at them? What's your selection? It's for a, it's a gift for a friend. Um, I've got... Um, yeah, a couple books from a guy we confiscated from. Uh, looks like it's a book about how to summon super evil spirits to kill everyone and a book about ponies. Oh, the Necronomicon. I'll take the pony uh, one, please. I don't know. Some books that I don't care about. Okay, yeah, I, I, I get five of them. Okay. Yeah. Five of the average ones, not sure. the undead summoning Great. texts. That's the last thing Phoenix needs. <laughs> the world of equine. <laughs> Equestry. Alright. Uh, I also purchased some... There's like, there's definitely like there's different vials full of red liquids uh, for sale and stuff. I take a look around. I say, do you have any history texts? Uh, no. Okay, thank you very much. And I buy some binding for the books, and... You guys, like, you don't... Uh, okay, all right, bye. You know what? You piqued my interest. What's in the vials? The stuff that'll sa- satiate uh, half the people's ears, bloodlust. I see. Extracted from only the freshest, just done yesterday. Thank you. I'll have to think about it. I might come back later. All right. And I leave the shop. The rest of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Hold on, Mr. GM. I don't even think I left the house. Okay. Sergio? What's that? You, what do you do? Uh, How would you like to play the game that we've all gotten together to play? I take it we didn't come to play together to, to stay in a house all for, for a couple days. <laughs> no, I'm just 
That's what you like to do. I mean, it's just. <laughs> Seeing the sights, going with my party members. Alright, uh, block. I don't really know what to do down here. <laughs> I'm going along with the group. The group is split. I go with Dom. Yay! Buddy! Yeah, I guess you can assume, Caleb, that we're time is passing. Very good. Uh, I left the books kind of bound together with some leather on his bed. Nice. All right, he gets there again. It's very late. Uh, it is at your shift, that is. Okay. And he gets over and he looks at the books and kind of looks around and, go, and kind of uh, looks at you and looks at the books. Are these from me? I would assume so. Yeah, it looks through them. Oh, I love horses. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he, uh, he gets into his night, night clothes. And he looks very weary. In any way I can talk or need any help? Uh, no, it's any? A, a lot to handle. Such as? Such as the nature of uh, the curse and just decisions. I see. This is a place I would like to stay, but in what world could I stay here? So in this I'm one? Not the one I'm in right now. Why not? I have obligations. Such as? Such as my duty to the Emperor. It has to be released. I would not so offend my lady. I see. I have a... Um, a lot of things to say sorry for in my life, but one thing that I stick with is to have honor. <laughs> to tell a man I'm going to kill him before I do it, that is what I do, and to stick to promises. And even if I lived here, I do not think I could invite Mama to visit. <laughs> I can imagine how that could be a issue. Why am I talking to you for? I am too tired <laughs> telling you these things. Sometimes it's just good to talk. Perhaps. What did you do? Uh, looked around the city. Anything was... interesting? No. Uh, I saw some blood vials, but I didn't want to get. I didn't feel the need to get any at the time. Yeah, somebody introduced me to those. Any good? I did not partake. Yeah. Which means I'm gonna I... be pretty pissy for the next couple days. By the way. And life's just not easy. There's never an A and B decision anymore. The true heroes of this world are not the ones who make the best decisions, but they're the ones who make the hard decisions when it's completely uneasy and un not in their favor to do so. Is that in your book? <laughs> no, that's from a, a great teacher who shares a name with you. A person named Phoenix. Close, Feeny. But if you want advice from that book, the best advice I could give you. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Little proverb for the day. Is there anything about there about uh, just bypassing all of it and chopping off somebody's head with a sword? Well, when Jesus got angry, flipping tables is an option. But usually... Self-control is preferable. Well, self-control is difficult. <laughs> but honorable in the end. Good night, Mr. Thaddeus. Good night, Phoenix. And he goes to bed. And I read my Bible. Very well. Then he passes again. In the morning, he says, um, I think it's about time we leave sanctuary. We'll be ready within the hour. 
uh, it's been two days. Sergio. Yes, sir. What is your decision, my friend? I think it would be in the best interest for myself and everyone else if I don't take that offer. Understandable. As you guys are leaving, you see the vampire again who you had first met. And as you're leaving, he kind of walks up to Sergio and puts his hand underneath your arm. He kind of bears his fangs and says, um, make a decision. I put my hand on my sword help. And he looks at you and says, uh, we can help you. I've had time to consider. Not quite sure I want the kind of help you're, you have to offer. It was what's unclear. What's unclear? You contract this gift, and we help you manage it. And we give you a family. A family that sticks together. Phoenix, like, says, obviously, knows this happened. He stopped and he's looked over there, but he isn't approach. Just because we, I would have a condition, the same condition that everyone else here has. That doesn't make us family. I think you're confusing the definition of family. Why do you think we're all here? Because you have. No choice if you don't wish to hurt the world. And you want to hurt the world? No, but I'm afraid that if I'm a bloodlusty vampire, I will. Oh, you've heard too many stories. Maybe you haven't heard enough. We can help you deal with your bloodlust. We can help you control it. We can help you use it. And then they would my friends just move along without me because they have to I mean I can't hold them here they can't bring me with them and expect that I won't endanger anyone what at least at least with the current condition I have the only one in danger of anything is me what good have your friends and helping your friends ever brought you I approach Sergio a serious question why are you cursed? Were you cursed before you met them? Or sick, I guess you should say. Alright, you approach that. As you approach, yes. he, like, he, he stops being so close to Sergio and lets go of his arm. I, I stop. Because you're making a mistake. Dead man can't do anything. Who says I can't do anything? This dead man has been playing on borrowed time. I can help you. Just fine. I can help you accomplish great things. Great things. All the blood that I'm gonna suck. Yeah. And yet at the end of the day you will be thirsty, my friend. You stay out of this. No. Stay here. Uh, you're a lost Look, cause. Sir, sir, I appreciate your offer. I really do. It sounds great, in theory, but I I've got some other things. He kind of like, gestures like this with his hand, like as to dismiss you, and says, uh, "When you're on your deathbed, I want you to remember this very moment when you had a choice. You could have stopped that, and you could have been something great, and you threw it away." I think you have some moral confusion, my friend. <laughs> I think I Not get the honor friend, to never sorry. be able to empathize with a dying man. You'll have to let me know what it's like, eh? And he walks away from you. And he goes, offer's always valid. I walk away, sort of muttering under my breath. At least I still have the option to die with dignity. 
Phoenix turns and continues to walk out. I shout a Bible verse back at the guys we walk in as I'm walking away. <laughs> For God so loved the world that he... <laughs> <laughs> but the Lord said, whoever drinks of the water I shall give them shall never thirst again. You guys leave sanctuary. One. And, like uh, that. As you guys find your way out of the tunnels, um, Phoenix says to you, I'm not entirely sure they're going to be so happy with five people knowing about this place. I think we should keep our, guards, our wits about this. Agreed. What are your plans now? Still north, David? Yeah, I'm not so sure anymore. I'd say we should go back, but if we go back, I don't think Valerian would answer us even if we asked the right questions. My well, emperor only wants good. Whatever question you have, if it's for good, he'll answer. Let me ask you this, Phoenix. Were you around during his father's rule? I was. Did you work for the Empire then? I did not. What did you think about that time? It was a time of war. A war with who? The Orcs. It was a lot worse then. Before it got to the point where they were going, they were very close to the city. Then my lady's husband came in with all his machines and pushed them back, but it was very scary. But why do you think he felt like he had to overthrow his dad to do that? I'm sure I do not know. I had no problem with Emperor Arcturus. I had not much interaction with him. Ironically, I lived very close to here, in Tanlu, up north. The next town up, if we continue. Very large town, built into a mountain. <laughs> it, uh, it's where I lived. The orcs never come near here, of course. They're marching on the capital. From the west. Where do you intend on taking the soul gems? Back to the emperor. Back to the emperor. Hmm. My lady will know what to do with them. She cares about many things, especially things that cannot help themselves. Of course. So not back to the emperor. You plan on taking them back to Mana? It's nearly the same thing. There is nothing that she would keep from him, and there is nothing that he would not do to help her. Why so many questions about Arcturus? I don't know for sure, but what if I told you I thought he was in business with the Lich? And is that not common knowledge? Is that is not that why we have the dragons in the first place? What dragons? The dragons that you just freed. It was Arcturus that uh, that brought them in the first place. He was <laughs> he was known as the man who talked to dragons. <laughs> not many other people have dragons coming to your home. Not peaceably, anyway. Aye, <laughs> very, very true. Not peaceably. You look perplexed, my friend. You look as if you have a burden upon you. Well, you know what the burden... No, he didn't say my friend. I take that back. Recon. <laughs> Recon. You know what my burden is. He's still plaguing you the radio. Yeah. And I think it has something to do with that. With the dragons. With the dragons. Whatever... With- Whatever mission you were sent on was for the betterment of man. That I am sure. There is in no way a possibility that you would be sent on a mission that would hurt people. My lady would not love a man such as that. It is not my business, but if I may ask a question, what is it you want from the emperor? (laughs) Has he not provided you with things? 
Now, while you seem to distrust. Oh no, not at all. Just because he doesn't share everything with us doesn't make him a bad person. I just feel like he knows more about the nature of things than he's telling us about. That doesn't make him bad. The true nature of things. I agree. Then again, I ask, what what wish you asking? I just have a feeling he knows what the nature of the uh, the dealings between his dad and the lich were. Well, he seems to talk to you as he talks to no man. Why you not ask? I think maybe we should tag along with you back and help and see through this gem issue. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, we were heading to the tomb to help you, David. If you no longer feel the need, we're with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I feel the need, but think about this. What if going back, getting the room, and going back home doesn't get me what I think? Hmm. How can I go back without knowing if that's the right thing to even do? See my problem? What a dilemma. Why is it you care about this? Well, if I'm being honest, it's not so much about caring about you. It's how do I know that that doesn't damage my world in some way? There's clearly a connection between the two places, so things I'm doing here could resonate there and vice versa, clearly. These things that they came uh, from your world, all these bad things, right? Yeah. All came from your world? How does your world normally deal with puppets that follow you and people that attack you who are not alive? It does not happen in my world. I thought you I said these things were from your world. No. There's things connected to these things from my world. In my world, these things don't exist, openly at least. Shadows of things that are. Now you know why I'm perplexed. Well, to be honest, Mr. David, I have too many things to think about myself. I do not feel I have any more mental energy to share. Alright, I don't know. I guess we could go get the ring first and then go back. Up to you, my friend. I just won't use it. A ring like that could come in quite a bit of handy. Right. If it were choose not to use it for that, doesn't mean we can't use it. Yeah, we're already halfway there. Let's just go get the ring. I look at Phoenix, and I believe this is where we part company for now. I make deal with you. You've assisted me. I will take you part way if okay. you want my help. Yeah. Any help is received with thanks. I must make my way back to the to the uh, capital within a month and a half, and it will take about a month to get back. So let's say I travel you half a month. Okay. If I can do a little more, maybe. But uh, I'm the way I work is I get the time of leave and then time of work. And I must be back in time for time of work. Understood. Lead on. Just only thing I ask is that you are leading and not the fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not so bad once you get to know them, Phoenix. We don't even really know where we're going. We have an idea. All right, you did the research, right? But you If you look at the idea? map, you would Selver, you'd have to go west and then north. All right, let's head west. You travel west in a matter of one week of traveling where you've come across no villages or towns. Uh, you hear horse. Plop, 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 plop. Phoenix stops and he puts his hand on his hilt. And it's coming from behind you. Uh, I turn around and I draw. Uh, how now? Uh, lay your weapons aside. I mean you no harm. You Who see goes it? there? I'm just a runner. And you... As he comes into view, he see he has an official Empire outfit on. I stand to the side. Are any of you 
A1 Phoenix August grad. Phoenix walks forward. He goes, I have a letter for you. And he hands him a letter. That's uh, kind of like sealed. And uh, the guy waits a little bit as Phoenix reads the letter. And he nods to the runner and the runner leaves. And he goes, well, this is interesting timing. It is a letter from the emperor. My leave is extended for the uh, what's it called? anticipation of a longer term of service. That's going to be unfortunate. It looks as if I may accompany you more than a week, two weeks, after all. Hmm. Well, we're happy to have you. I'm making no promises how long I'll be with you, but we'll see where this goes. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For more Pathfinder podcasts, visit tblazer.net. Your players have been David, Dom, Joshua, and Word, and Caleb has been your GM. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening.